Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Recording, recording, reporting live from a traffic jam. Driving into work uh, with Kate. Hello. Kate says hello. Where where are we? Bit uh, We're at Coomera. We're at Coomera. The river. We're driving over a river. Who doesn't like a river? So we're driving and it's been raining. Not what any of us signed up for, which means it's midge central. So before I got into bed last night, I sprayed myself with bug spray because I'd left the window open. Is that a normal thing for you, Kate? Uh, I'm afraid midges are one of the downsides of our beautiful Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, for the eagle-eared amongst you, this is an episode of Homo Sapiens. Um, it's a delight to speak to you all. We're out of the traffic jam now, but please report. And what's going on today? Today we're talking to a singer called Joseph. Joseph is the equivalent of Adele meets Amy Winehouse meets Sam Smith. I mean, I'm saying that to sell him to you. He is entirely his own thing. Think Al Green, think Carol King, and still his own thing. Um, He is a Glaswegian boy who writes sad songs about being queer and in love. And they are the most incredible songs. And I'm talking like you haven't heard of him. I mean, he's a total thing. You've probably all heard of him. But if you haven't, walk over to your Apple Music, walk over to your Spotify, type in J-O-E-S-E-F, and start playing his music. a living poet I think he will go down in history he's come today to talk very candidly quite frankly about growing up queer in Glasgow we talk about why he didn't want to talk about that at the top of his career and now is actually really happy to um, we talk about Glaswegian women uh, which we're talking a lot about with Douglas Stewart of Shuggy Bane fame so I got an invite to go for a night out with his mum which is not something you lock down um, every week you know 
Also, his famous pasta recipe, so he's still got his feet on the ground, listeners. Get it while you can. Plus, he also helps us with some agony uncling, which is hilarious, because Joseph is very in tune with his heart, so we just came in hot with his opinions, which I loved. First, some emails. Hang on, let me do the desk noise. Discovering Pansexuality. Dear Chris and fabulous Homo sapiens team, long-time listener, thank you so much for all that you do. Not at all. I've been meaning to reach out for a little while, but especially so in the last couple of months as my life has undergone some significant transitions and I have so much to thank your podcast for in helping me navigate them all. I am a 40-year-old cis woman and have not previously come out under any label regarding my sexuality. I always considered myself as having bi leanings, but have always had relationships with men and until recently was in a heterosexual marriage. I grew up in the church and had so much shame around every aspect of gender and sexuality. No surprise there, I'm sure you will agree. Um, Not wishing to be blasphemous, but I will say, amen, sister. For various reasons, that marriage has come to an end. I have two young children, one born at the same time I separated from their father. Gosh, that's hard. Amidst COVID, gosh, that's hard was me adding in. Uh, amidst COVID and navigating all of that had a profound impact on my sense of self and particularly on my sexuality. Wow. I mean, COVID was a whole thing for people internally as well as the whole COVID of it all. My libido had been questionable at best for a few years and subsequently completely vanished, apparently never to be seen again. Well, fast forwarding out of boredom and curiosity, I dabbled with some initially very vanilla and mainstream apps which led to some new and very well appreciated experiences exclamation mark in brackets here which do with that what you will listeners i think we can all join the dots now and you good for you by the way and over recent months i've not only felt comfortable outwardly identifying as pansexual but have never been able to realize and celebrate a kink loving side to my being that I had clearly either never allowed myself to explore or had noticed but had shamefully buried Exactly. The thing is, we lock all these things in ourselves. I have gone from feeling total disconnect from my sexual being to enjoying healthy, fun and consensual relationships with a few partners and learning so much about myself in the process. This is wonderful. This is sexual liberation in one email. Listening to your podcast over the years, I feel has really laid the groundwork for me to explore new aspects of my sexuality without shame and to acknowledge when I'm feeling shame and notice it rather than to be fearful of it. Ah, this is so lovely. I'm thrilled to hear it. This period in my life has been so life-changing and affirmative and it is in no small part down to the work of you and your team. So thank you. This is such a lovely email and um, I'm so thrilled you've discovered this part of yourself. And there was an actor who came out this week... um, Uh, and I can't remember his name but he just said do you know what it's a whole evolving thing and that's all he felt he had to say about it I'll caveat I didn't read the full article but that was the gist and as I read that I was like interesting so true we wring our hands about who and what we are and actually if we all just said it'll it'll evolve not for everyone but some people it will Um, we'd save ourselves a lot of heartache and I'm so thrilled that you are managing to discover yourself and anyone quite frankly has got two young kids and finding time for great sex and some kink i mean please write a pamphlet on how you can do that because i'd like to see it um now then let's go and have a look at have a look let's go and have a listen to this wonderful chat with joseph let's go have a listen i have to say something very what i think it's exciting so i'm in australia 
Yeah. And Harry Styles has just checked into my hotel. Oh my God. Are you okay? Well, this is what a big deal it is. The only reason I know is because it was on local news and someone sent me a video of it. <laughs> oh, imagine being that famous. Like, you're in a hotel and it's like on the news. It's so weird, isn't it? Because he's doing a gig here. So then everybody is like fever pitch excitement that Harry Styles is in the building. That's insane. I feel like he's been gigging for about 10 years. This is what's going to happen to you in a year's time. You see, you just, how long do you wait for that success? And then you just have to capitalize on it and yeah, go round like, and round the world. My manager always says like, once you get on the hamster wheel, you can't get off until like somebody removes you. I was like, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> who's, who's that somebody? <laughs> Dua Lipa. <laughs> oh my god, her as well. I feel like she's been doing that too for for twenty years. But she's killing it. I went to see. I went to see Dua Lipa in the, in the forum in LA. It was so good, man. Was it? Yeah, it was amazing. I was like fagging out. It's funny how things go in cycles, isn't it? But like, we didn't have many like classic pop stars, and then she came along. You know what I mean? She suddenly sort of occupied a space. I don't know where you stand on Kylie Minogue, but, um, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, she kind of has filled that in a 2022-2019 way. Do, what do you think? Um, I, like, I mean, Kylie Minogue is a whole separate entity. Like, she's she is she is the queen of whatever it is that she, she does. Um, I don't think I've ever had a night out in the past two years where Love at First Sight hasn't been played at some point. <laughs> Fucking love that track, don't you? It's just I feel like the I feel like the production or you know, that like can't get you out of my head and stuff like that. It's just quite timeless. Like it's just mm. instant, and it's instantaneous as well. That it's something I think people will be um, harking back to for decades. I think Dua's done that really well, like referencing that yes. sort of that aspect of like pop music by Kylie's the Queen. But I don't know. I don't know where Dua sits. I feel like she's more like she's her own thing. Yeah, I feel like I don't know what you think about this. And it does relate to queerness in a weird way. I feel like we used to have pop stars who were like um, British. We basically talk, we said Kylie was British, even though she wasn't. Um, <laughs> but then people like Dua and Sam Smith are very international from the get go. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something deeply international about them <laughs> that is like I don't know. You feel like they're always on a plane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which it doesn't feel, um, I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's nothing to do with them, but they feel like superstars. But what are your um, North stars in terms of music? Because there's always crazy references. Like, are you someone who loves like old, old music, or is it like I grew up on Kylie and that's that? <laughs> well, my, I feel like my references are only old music. Like, really? I really? feel like I'm, a, I'm like an 85 year old man, like in a young boy's body. Um, <laughs> I think it's just the, mu- the music that I was raised on was always like like Al Green and the Mamas and Papas and stuff like that. And ah. um, it was like my mum just used to play kind of those those sort of records. And it's music that I listen to daily, like still to this day. Really? Um, I've just always been obsessed with like sort of like vintage textures. And I, I feel that, that music has come full circle in a way that we have all this technology and all this... Or, the, or this sort of processing, but like the thing that we do in the studio the most is try and make things sound more fucked up and make them sound old and um, try and get that that sort of like rollback. Interesting. But yeah, that's most of the time I in the studio we just 
they're trying to like put things through tape and put them through old radios so that they sound like they're from the sixties and all that. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering that. Like, is it like a plug-in? Like, do you use plugins, or is it like you try and do it like with old kit? Yeah, yeah. So a mixture of both. Some some amazing plugins. Like you, you can record it in like something that was made in like made last week, and then you put it through a plugin, and it turns into like I don't know. It's right out of Motown Studios. Um, wow. But aye, some of the stuff we like put through like five amps, and I, mm. to, to get it to have one specific sound, like very like geeky. Being Barney, who I made like the album with, for very into stuff like that, purely like, nerding out. Yeah, it's um, it's been a kind of beautiful collaboration for you two, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was like the first producer that I met when I moved to London. Ah, okay. They kind of like set me up on this like kind of speed dating thing, <laughs> meeting me, me meeting producers. But I, I, he was the first and the last one that I met because I just wow. instantly we instantly had this sort of like it was just funny. And, and there was no like pretenses, and he's like a he's for, he's for the north. He's like a Yorkshireman, so there was a bit of a I don't know, but like a, a, a affinity we had with each other instantly. Um, mm-hmm. But I we just very like we had a lot of chemistry over the same sort of um, genres that we like and the the references that we have. So I, it's definitely like I'm. Uh, but yeah, match made in heaven for both years. Well, listen, it's turned out so beautifully. And I don't know the full timeline of you two working together and what was like pre-Barney, what wasn't. But I remember when I first heard your music, I was like, who the fuck is that? It <laughs> is just so incredible. And you remind me of so many people while also being your own thing. But, you know, like um, I used to direct music videos, so I, you know, I used to, I was around at the time of like Lily Allen and Amy Winehouse and all of that. And, um, and Adele when she was first starting out and like, you really remind me of the three of them. Like you can put emotion into words in a way that like we all relate to, but we can't articulate for some reason. When Adele started out, I remember, um, she had like four or five songs on her MySpace that kind of got taken down that I wish yeah. I'd recorded. Um, how old were you when Adele first came about? Um, I think I was like a teenager or something like that, like early teens. But I can remember yeah, my mum had this thing, like she just used to paint the scutting boards on her house like every six weeks and 19 was on repeat. <laughs> I don't know, like she just, she was very self-conscious about the whiteness of her scutting boards. I don't know, don't ask me why, but I just, I can literally smell emulsion paint every time I hear, like, hometown <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you like, did you like her music? Or was yeah, it more I your lo- mum's thing? No, I loved it. I, I, I feel like Adele, when she first came out, it was that, like, stop what you're doing music. Like, yeah. You just instantly hear her voice. But I think Amy was more, yeah, my mum my was obsessed with Amy more. Like, I can remember hearing Frank when I was quite young. And then yeah. when Back to Black came out, it was just all that was played like, in my house. Yeah. But, but yeah. I, I think but I was too young to understand, like, the gravity of the lyrics and stuff like that. But I mm, think yeah. getting a bit older and stuff like that, like, it's unbelievable, the lyrics. But it's some of those tunes on Back to Black and even Adele as well. And, by so it's a very nice compliment to be compared to be compared to people like that because it's just I feel like that's the goal, man. Like music that lives forever, and I think they mm-hmm. do that really well. Especially Lily as well. I remember her first hearing like "Not Fair" for the first time, and I was yeah. like, "Well, you can re- you can really sing about anything. You can sing about anything and do it well." But I love that sort of like 
un, unadulterated honesty, and I think I've always tried to like, carry that in my music as well. Yeah, well, it's it comes across in a way that like few people can do, and I don't know what it is, but it's like it's the way that you word things that is like it sounds like a snippet of a conversation, but it crystallizes something for you as the listener about how you feel about things. You're like, I felt that. But for whatever reason, that truth passes you by and you need music to access those feelings. I don't know what it is. I wonder what, for you, makes a good lyric. Like, what makes you go, that's the thing? Um, I think I like to be really specific in my lyrics. Like, so specific, like, completely honest in a way that would only relate to me. But I think Mm -hmm. there's... There's a sort of universal aspect of that and that, mm. and that kind of honesty that makes people connect to it in a way because it feels like you're listening into a conversation that I'm having and, mm-hmm. and and you can attach your own emotions to that. And I feel like that's the kind of lyrics that I enjoy, that lyrics that I don't really I listen to, like Phoebe Bridges, and she's like talking about like having a beer in the shower. I'm just like... <laughs> Like I feel like I'm there. I'm there in the room with you, and people like Carol King as well, and the way mm-hmm. she would write about like sitting in the bed with her boyfriend and um, feeling like things have can't sort of, sort of fell apart. I think it's like lyrics that describe heartbreak and like um, those kind of feelings in a really mundane way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it's not like the the big grand gestures or the kind of like. The most devastating things are the really subtle differences that you notice, and I like lyrics that that sort of shine a light on um, the change in tone of someone's voice or the way they smell or mm. stuff like that. So I think that's what makes a good lyric for me, something that feels so personal that mm. it feels like you're almost like eavesdropping. Do you remember the first time you did that and went, oh, this is all right, as opposed to like, why am I writing this? Is this rubbish? Like. <laughs> like like all creativity, I mean. Uh, I mean, I, I wrote a lot of shit music in my time. Like when I first started <laughs> making music, I was writing songs that were like six and a half minutes long, like really like like thrashing on the guitar, caked in reverb, like just absolutely terrible. But um, I think it was the first song I ever put out. Was the first song everyone clicked at the same time, Limbo, because I was like going through a breakup at the time, and we were in that sort of like grey period of still sleeping together but we were breaking up we were broken up like but mm. we were still hanging out with each other and I just found that such a head fuck like I didn't really know I didn't really have the language to articulate how I felt about that situation like you, you sort of let yourself um be like be taken for a ride in that situation like when it, you know it's not going to work but you're too in love to let it go and I think when I wrote Limbo about that kind of sort of limbo period between that like being in love and letting go I was like ah. Oh, this is a tune. <laughs> like, yeah. And would you say it's fair to say that your music centres around heartbreak? Or would that be reductive? Um, I mean, it definitely does. I feel like, not 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 just heartbreak, but like just like feelings that I, I, I find difficult to articulate in a day-to-day capacity. Like I find it quite difficult to sit and talk to my mates about like, Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like this or whatever. So I feel like music before I before I got into music, my outlet would have been like going to get on it with my mates for three days and and mm-hmm. partying. But then when I got into music, it was like I, when you're sitting writing a song, you, you you have to confront feelings in a way that you like I've I've never really done before because you're sitting and you're by yourself and um you're just writing it. But I <laughs> yeah, but what well, you're 
metabolizing it right it's great that you can use music for that because not everybody can but we are all yeah. trying to cope with similar stuff you know yeah some of us write it some of us listen to it ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tell me a bit about um, taking it back to the beginning. Like, where did you grow up? So I grew up in the East End of Glasgow, if you can't already tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in like very working class background. It's kind of like single mother, two brothers. Not a particularly musical family. I mean, not at mm-hmm. all. We, like, nobody plays any instruments or anything like that. We just, we just were, always loved music, though. Like, it was always uh-huh. something that was very like ever present in my life. That like, my mum would get up in the morning and play the radio and and amazing skirting boards, amazing skirting boards, immaculate. Some might say. <laughs> um, it was just, I was just cool. So I just raised on a really like strict diet of amazing music, and um, yeah. I, I don't think I ever like felt the impact of it until like now but because like we mm. the, the stuff the stuff we were listening to as babies was like as i said before like al green the mamas and papas and stuff like that is fucking class and yeah sort of like and that's all down to my mum i think if i'd been like if she'd been blasting screamo music like my album would be a very different very different thing um let's grasp the nettle as they say let's talk about your mum so yeah. she's painting the skirting boards this is house proud strict not strict I mean, she's house proud, quite strict, very much trying to maintain control of a um, two-bedroom house with three young boys running about, shitting all over the walls. Um, <laughs> she's, yeah. she, she, she ran the house with an iron fist because she absolutely had to. Do you know what I mean? Like We were feral. Um, really? So I, like, we, we were all very like particular personalities and my mum is like fucking hilarious and she, she kind of just ha- had to... Because my dad died when I was really young, and she, she when oh, we were all we, we were all babies, so but she had put, basically just put like a sort of like cocoon around us and protect oh. us, and um, just sort of like become this big like uh, thing. And she was only like twenty five as well, so it was like wow. she, she was she was so young. Um, but I, she's like the best woman ever. <laughs> God, it's really funny that because I was having this conversation with somebody else whose mum raised them because their dad left so yeah. different situation to yours but their mum was being really like aggressive in a situation 
with someone like in an airport uh and was being really kind of pushy and and he was like sort of said to his mum like do you want to like wind your neck in like relax and she was like you don't understand like I had to do this all on my own and I have to be tough and it made me tough and like I've never had anyone to have my back and it's sort of I mean rate a mum raising three kids on your own it it changes you right yeah yeah oh my god if I ever told my mum to calm down it would be like (laughs) really it was just I I feel like you you don't really like you don't really appreciate or recognize at the time because you're so young the sort of like sacrifices that that single yeah. parents single parents have to make and like mm. she gave us everything when we had nothing like we, oh. we we didn't really but we we never felt like we didn't have any money or anything like that because she just loved us so much and she made everything fun and it was just like there was this constant um I don't know she was just always wanting to get up and like go and do this and go and do that she it was like she she was putting a whole her, her grief and heartbreak on hold to, right. to make sure that we, we didn't feel it. And I think it's not until you become older and you're, you're ad, you're, your parents, you sort of like humanise your parents in a way that you never have before. And it's like there's a sort of dynamic change that you recognise mm. and you start to see them as like human beings as opposed to these sort of like infallible like beings. Because I feel like my mum was untouchable when she was younger because she was just so strong. But mm. now that I'm a bit older, I feel like I need to protect her sort of thing. Mm. So... Yeah, I don't know if you feel the same, but yeah. Yeah, God, 100%. And I think, you know, that sentence you just said about putting your grief and heartbreak on hold, I mean, that's a that's a whole thing. But I, And I wonder what, if your grief was also put on hold, did you even feel it? Have you been able to ever feel it? Nah, I feel like I was so young. I was like two. I was like three. Mm-hmm. But I think I was. I kind of got like an easy escape. So it was more the ab. It was more more the absence of that mm-hmm. sort of like uh, figure. But I had two older brothers who were like, like they were there and they 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 were very much like everything I needed and more. And so was my mum. So I never felt like um, the absence was there. He was quite a troubled guy, my dad. So mm-hmm. with a it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked out either way. So, mm-hmm. bye. It's a pretty strange thing, but I don't think I ever really felt it. It was never mm-hmm. some, something I felt like I've missed because my mum did such a good job. I think I'd always try and see like the the silver lining, and I don't think it would have been a very nice time if he was still here or like if he was still like present in our lives just because of the stuff that used to go on. So, um, but we had fun, man. Like it was nearly like a dark depressing time we were always it was always shits and giggles really yeah like how did your mum cope with having three kids like did she have to go to work or like were there other people who would neighbors who could help or family i feel like there's there's like a thing in glasgow like there's a the community aspect is very much like Mm. ever present like the neighbors you're sort of raised by the 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 tenement that you're (laughs) that you live in great um, so like we had obviously had like my gran and um and the neighbours and stuff like that. Everybody just sort of looks after each other, and it's just, it's kind of place where like if you just sit at a bus stop, somebody will sit next to you and start speaking to you. There's like a um there's no but there's like no boundaries. But I mm. she used to work she used to work like three jobs. She would get up on Christmas Day, she'd open the presents for us, she'd make the dinner, and then she'd go and work in the bar at night sort of thing. It was like wow. it was it was 
it, it, it just never stopped. Um, I don't know how she... I, honestly, it's inconceivable to me how she managed to like, pull it off. But, um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a team effort to, to, yeah. to get us over the line. But, yeah, it was, it was all right. Amazing. Well, because um, Douglas Stewart, who I know you adore, who wrote Shuggy Bane and all the rest of it, he came on the podcast and we were talking about Glaswegian women as being like a whole thing. Am I right? Oh, my God, yes. And what is that? It's just like there's a. I feel like have you have you read Douglas's books? Yes, yeah. Like see the way he talks about Agnes and Shuggy Bane. Yeah. Like she's very flawed, but she's like very proud. Like mm-hmm. wouldn't they let wouldn't they let people see her without a, a full face of makeup and a big fur coat on? It's it's very that man. It's like they're fucking hilarious. They're so strong. They're next level proud, passionate. We'll call you a prick if you're a prick. Um, <laughs> they've got this sort of like gravitational pull. Life of the party sort of thing. So I think it it it's a very specific experience being raised by a Glaswegian woman, and I think I think that's why I connected with Douglas and his books so much because the way obviously like the people in his books are like they're very troubled, and my mum wasn't she wasn't like that, but I just felt like there was an aspect about their characters that I could relate to in a way, and it it was a level of like representation at Glasgow and that part of Glasgow that I'd never really seen before. Um, mm. If you've ever had a drink with a Glaswegian woman, you'll never like forget it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, on, a, like on a night out, with my mum, like she, you would, you would love it. If you're ever in Glasgow, I'll take you and my mum out. We'll have a good time. As soon as I'm back from Australia, I'm genuinely coming. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> this is the end of part one of a chat with Joseph. Kate's going to say something into her microphone now. Kate has a radio. I know you're just putting it in your ear. I'm very busy. Very busy and important. Kate has a walkie-talkie in the car that she talks about. Can you believe that? Anyway, part two is on the feed. Go get it! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.